life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. And hopefully, if I'm still employed, every episode of the show, actually. But anyway, enough of that. Today, we're going to be talking about spending money stupidly using DLC. Well, not really uh, for adults, but more for kids. Basically, this issue came up because uh, there were little kids that were buying uh, things online through their parents' cell phones, and then their parents were getting uh, $10,000 bills for Smurf berries and, and thinking, you know, this might be a little bit of a problem. Uh, so we uh, we got brought some experts in. Uh, we have uh, with us, joining us, is Nate Woolley, our publisher and business guy, and also has two kids who I'm sure he lives in fear of uh, them buying Smurf berries while he's not looking. Nate, welcome to the lounge today. It actually works the other way, John. Oh, really? Yes. They're they're terrified that you're going to buy Smurf berries you're for them? You're going to buy Smurf berries? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's their college fund, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no food on the table because Dad bought Smurf berries. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can make Smurf casseroles, Smurf <laughs> all kinds. It's just not that satisfying. <laughs> uh, also joining us uh, is uh, uh, Marie. Marie is um, uh, one of our newer members of the lounge, although you've sort of become one of our uh, one of our premier members. I think you've been like since you've joined us. I think you've been at like every show. So welcome to the lounge today. Thank you. And uh, joining us all the way from England, where, yes, uh, they actually have money to spend, uh, probably more than we do here in the U.S. these days. Uh, Shella, welcome to the lounge. Thank you very much. Dude, it is utterly unsafe to make fun of the euro. Oh, really? For an for an American. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I was watching a, I was watching an old show, uh, like one of those. Apart from the fact that we don't spend euros, we have pounds. Well, pardon me. <laughs> last time I was, last time I was in Europe, last time I felt um, taken advantage of. <laughs> I was watching an '80s TV show. It was like an episode of Benson or something, and they were like, "Hey." Hey, um, do you want this money? And they were like, no, that's Canadian money. That's worthless. And I'm like, not anymore. It's not. not. <laughs> so. and now, the, now the Canadians are like, I suppose I can take American dollars. But, but there's going to be a premium charge for We're it. We're going to need three of them for every one of our big, colorful, monopoly-looking money that we hand back to you. Um, so, shall I? Ours, ours has pictures of a beaver. How about you? <laughs> so, uh, Shella, this was actually posted on the Facebook page. And were you one of the posters then of the original one of the original stories? Yeah. Why don't you give us the Why don't you give us the rundown so everybody uh, who's out in listener land um, to bring up a '50s <laughs> reference? Um, why don't you bring everybody up to speed so we know what we're talking about? Okay, well, the story that um, I posted on the Facebook page um, came from the Daily Mail, which is um, a sort of right-wing rag or or newspaper, I mean, um, that we have in the UK that loves sort of sensationalist headlines. And it was something, I don't know what it was, um, outraged mother foot a thousand pound bill um, from Xbox or something. So the mother was sort of um, blaming Microsoft because her son racked up about a thousand pounds worth of um, DLC um, content on her card. She um, she put her card details into 
the console or or whatever it is you do. I don't know. I don't do DLC. But um, she put the card details in um, so that he could buy, I don't know, some um, boots of brilliant valor or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> um, And... Then she thought nothing else of it, and uh, I think it was about eight, nine months later, she had this bill, and she was like, what the hell is this? And realised what it was, and then there was tears before bedtime, and she went to the... (laughs) She went to the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail, you know, sort of uh, flew the flag for outraged mothers everywhere. And she was saying things like, oh, Microsoft are preying on young kids. And he's only 11. He doesn't understand the concept of money and all this sort of thing. And, you know, I'm a single mother and I can't, you know, and it's just... Yeah. I could, I could just, I, I mean, I mean, everything aside, I just think I would have loved to seen her face when it, when she saw her credit card statement. It's like a thousand dollars, boots of brilliant valor. What the hell? <laughs> those, are those Jimmy Choo's? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Nate, and then there was another story, Nate, and this was, um, of course, I mean, I, the one thing about that story is I think I think when I was 11, I kind of understood the concept of money quite well. But, but, uh, but Nate, this. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought the British educational system was better than ours. I mean, I know we're big on capitalism, but come on. Uh, 11. Yeah, I mean, I, I was flipping pizzas to make money at 14. So I kind of I kind of knew what that money was a good thing to have. Uh, but, Nate, the story that you had was about a younger kid. She was like four. Right. And she was playing a game that was basically aimed at little kids. Well, she's older than four. I think she's school age, but I'm not sure, you know, first grade, second grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. But she was playing this, well, I mean, it's probably some god-awful, horrific Smurf game mm-hmm. that, that, you know, John made the point about Smurf berries, and they're charging, uh, I'm looking up the story right now, uh, $40 a bushel, I thought, which is actually, I thought it was- which is actually, no, bear with okay, me. I thought it was $95 a bushel. That's all I was going to say. It's $40 a bushel, I think. <laughs> and it costs 30% more than an actual bushel of strawberries. Would. Oh, okay. If, like, you got a bushel of Meadow Farmer's Market or something. Right, and less, nutrition, less nutrition. <laughs> well, one would hope, one would hope. And hard but to make jam out of. Yeah, this kid is playing this thing on an iPhone, and... uh there's no system to prevent the kid from just hitting it. Wham, wham, wham. And the kid does and racks up $1,400. And there's simply no no provision through Apple or the game company to prevent this. Now, this is, okay, you're playing World of Warcraft or some Xbox game. These are games that are not aimed at, you know, the preliterate set. Right. The Smurfs, on the other hand, these are aimed at kids. And you build a system like that. A game that's aimed at kids that allows them to run up charges on a system that allows them to run up charges. And frankly, what you're doing is really just unconscionable. Mm. I mean, there should be a circle of hell for this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, there's probably a guy uh, sitting on a yacht somewhere smoking a Cuban cigar thinking, man, I can't believe we made all this with Smurf berries. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I agree. I mean, as a, as a business model, double thumbs up for the win, right? <laughs> As, as an ethical and moral model, 
it's bad. Yeah, and I mean, but I mean, to, just to play devil's advocate, I can't believe I'm playing devil's advocate for business people against you, Nate. But um, <laughs> it, that's okay because I was going to do it. Now. Okay, that's that's fine, Maria. I'm, I'm actually, if you want to, all I was going to say is, I mean, th- they may not have sat down and entered into this conspiracy to rip off little kids. They may have just, they may have just seriously designed a game for little kids. And it just happens to be in a system that allows little kids to rack up a ton of money. I'm, I'm saying I don't know if they they set out to try to cheat little kids. It may have just sort of happened the way that, that things developed. That would be a little bit stupid, wouldn't it? Yes. Well, well, note, note here. They're not cheating little kids. They're cheating the parents. Hmm. Um, now, yeah, yes, I, I can, I can concur to a certain extent. You know, they may not have gone out and said, oh. Let's screw the parents. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's, you're responsible for the consequences of your actions, you know, by your, by ah. your works how you know them. <laughs> and that would be my point, <laughs> that you're responsible for the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a parent who's willing to hand their child one of the most powerful tools currently available. Yeah. And then they get upset when their child spends a lot of money on it. Mm. Yeah, which you is know, exactly I mean, the same with the, the the woman with the eleven year old who wrapped well, exactly. up the thing. She you gave know, me I mean, her card details and then didn't monitor the usage. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is where what this is an old problem, not a new problem, hmm. and it comes down to you know uh, the the market, which you know, as Nate said, thumbs up for a business model. <laughs> Um, versus, you know, parental supervision. And how much is the market responsible for you handing your, you know, $300 phone to your toddler? Hmm. And, you know, I understand that getting a bill for $5,000 would, you know, for Smurfberries would certainly make me want to cry. On the other hand, how many of these same parents are sitting on some of these quote-unquote free online games Spending money for the magical boots and the magical, you know, weapons. And in a related story, Jin is going to start s- selling Smurf berries as of now. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. They're apparently very popular. Um, actually, actually, it didn't test well. We're calling them breeding berries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, God, that's a whole different For half thing. price, you can get dingle berries. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know what the answer is. Um, Nate, you were saying that Apple, um, there's uh, they, they've taken some steps to try to limit this, right? Yeah, they're, they're putting they're putting disclosure notices now. But where is the disclosure notice in the, like in the like before you, in the go ahead in the game in the game during install? And you hope that would have some impact, but you never do know. I mean, you're right. Parents may or may not pay attention, but. Uh, but see, I mean, if you're this, not paying this, attention, you get what you get. This this strikes me as exactly the same as the credit card companies who have taken to going in and uh, pitching credit cards at 18-year-old college freshmen, which, because I was born in the time of the dinosaurs, didn't happen when I was in college. But 50% of the time, those kids rack up bills because they don't really understand credit cards, and then the credit card companies expect the parents to pay for it. Or their kids are going to go through a bankruptcy. Yeah, but that's saying 18-year-old kids don't understand money. And you know what? I was around when they were doing that, and I didn't. I didn't get the credit cards because I knew that if I bought it, I'd pay for it. I I had a credit card, but I never spent any money on it. 
But then again, I had I had several illegal scams going on that I made money on the side, so, <laughs> so that was okay. But anyway, distant. I'm really happy we weren't in school. <laughs> distant past. Oh, you would have been one of my minions, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, certainly. Um. So what? The the the, the real as predictable, and when I brought this up with John uh, a week ago, suggesting this for a podcast, um, as predictable as the night follows the day. What? This is going to lead to congressional hearings, and Apple and the company who designed this game are going to get the holy hell slapped out of them in the media. And? Because there's nothing, nothing the American people like more than beating the living hell out of rich people who take advantage of kids, whether you agree with it or not. I mean, the media is what I do, and John, I mean, all of us here do this. There's nothing somebody wants more than a shot at jobs, seeing jobs have to put on a suit walk up the aisle and say, Senator, I am ready to testify. Well, it won't be jobs. It, it may not be, but they're going to shoot for that. Hmm. But, you know, the thing is, you though... Shoot, you shoot for as high as you can. I don't know that congressional hearings really ever make a difference. Je- I mean, they, Jeff- they have congressional hearings about everything. Sir? <laughs> I mean, they the really ones, do. The ones that make a bigger difference are the ones that get a lot of publicity. The Parents Music Resource Center back in 84... Um, where Frank Zappa did such a good job, but it still led to labeling and uh, parental guidance uh, uh, concerns on CDs. And as somebody who worked in a in a school for many years, I can tell you that that made absolutely no difference uh, no, it, <laughs> for it, it, 85 to 90 percent of the parents. <laughs> I, I, I utterly disagree with you, Marie. You're simply wrong, because if it has an adult-only advisory sticker, it won't be sold in Walmart now. And that's 50, 60 well, that's percent true. of the entire market. That's I mean, true. It, and that's the impact this sort of thing has. It was it was congressional testimony that led to uh, the the MPAA's creation of the movie rating system, voluntary because they knew if they didn't, Congress would. Yeah, and and well, actually, maybe we should have had Congress do it because the way they do it now is completely skewed. Well, I understand, but still, that was it. And if Congress had done it. You know, it would be a felony to let a kid into an R-rated movie. Well, um, Shella, I know, I know, we're, that would make it more fun to go to R-rated movies. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know if the kid would be responsible. It'd probably be the the theater owners who got the felony charge against them. I'm yeah. just saying, you would have less children in R-rated movies. I can't tell you the number of movies I've been to where I sat next to a child and was like, "Really?" Well, well, some of that is also, I mean, in those mega 16 cinema plexes, you know, you buy a ticket for, you know, how to train your dragon and you walk into whatever the hell you want. Um, but, uh, Shella, we're, we're mostly talking about, um, you know, U.S. regulations and stuff. Is there any, is there any that you know of sort of feedback or fallout or anything happening uh, on the other side of the pond in England with this uh, issue? No, no, I mean, I haven't seen anything really regarding the, the phone thing. Um, like I say, it was only the woman with the with the um, Xbox and pretty much people just were like, oh, typical Daily Mail. And, you know, why doesn't she check her bank account? And, you know, it's down to parental responsibility, really. Um, it's not really the same as... Um, selling credit cards to yeah <laughs> uh, 
to students. <laughs> well, I will say I did I did use this uh, thing to my own advantage just this week, actually, um, because uh, on the PlayStation 3 network, uh, you can buy games, and you, I've given them my credit card, obviously, so whenever I want to buy DLC or, or a, a download a game, I'll just, I just say it, and it says, hey, you don't have enough funds in your wallet, but thankfully, we have your credit card on file. Would you like to just transfer the money? And you say yes, and you buy the thing. Well, I bought this uh, Scrabble game uh, for Karen, and I didn't realize that you could only play it on the PSP. So after I got it, it said, "Oh, insert your PSP into the USB port, and uh, we'll you can." I'm like, I don't have a PSP, so I just wasted ten bucks. So I went online and I sent an email to Sony and I said, "My little daughter bought this game, and she didn't." Oh, can I get my money back? And then they wrote me right back and said, yes, absolutely. We're sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> so, so, so some advantage to that. But, but I can see how easy it is for, you know, because once you put your information in, if you're an adult and you're playing with that console, it would be just as easy for then your kid to come by and use the same credit card information because the system doesn't know is, who's playing. Is, there isn't any sort of lock. You can't lock it. I, using the I suppose you control. could. I've never really gotten into into the thing. I mean, what about on the... Because that's what Microsoft said. Is, it's like, well, you know, there are parental controls on the machine. Yeah, I think there are parental controls on PS3, too. There, there are. There's a whole section. I them. have seen it. I've just avoided it, but you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I haven't gone through them extensively because I don't have small children, but... If I yeah. had children, I would go through them. Yeah, but John, they're only for adults to use. <laughs> well, what's the? Well, let me. Sorry, sorry, cheap shot. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the <pity laughs> Missed it. Missed it. I think talk. the Wii has parental <laughs> controls too. Yeah, I'm sure the. I don't know. I I'm have, sure the Wii does. We, yeah. we have Loads Wii, but. Uh, we don't connect it to the net. Well, I know when you put a game in for the PlayStation 3, it'll it'll if you go to the information about that game, like where they put the save file, it'll tell you this game is parental level 5 or something like that. So I assume you can set it and say nothing above level 5 can be played on this machine unless, you know, you enter the parental mm. password or something like that. So but um so I mean is what what is the uh what's what's the solution here? I mean, we've gone back and forth of, you know, is it right for them to to even make a game that for little kids that has downloaded content. And I will say that, you know, I played Devil Advocate earlier, but I'm not I'm now gonna play, I don't know, Devil's Prosecutor, is that any game with a forty five dollar DLC object is ridiculously overpriced. I mean if you look yeah. if you look at like Lord of the Rings online or any of the turbine games, Dungeons and Dragons online, like the ultimate Uber amazing horse that glows in the dark that nobody else can have that you have to buy from the store. It's like I don't know, eight dollars or something like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've yeah, never heard you know, of that. You get into the issue of none Surely of these things have intrinsic mistake. value. Oh, they do have intrinsic value because when you're riding around on that horse and all the newbies are like, "Damn, he is so freaking cool, dude! That's worth it." <laughs> that, that, that would that would really be considered extrinsic value. Oh, I see. <laughs> but but it's certainly true that downloadable content or purchasable content can have intrinsic value. Uh, I mean, this takes me, again, back a long time ago, but uh, 10 years ago when I was playing Ultima Online, people would, on eBay, sell virtual houses and virtual items. And you would see those things go sometimes for hundreds of dollars, which struck me as, you know, stupid. <laughs> but people would pay it. So no, you can't say these things have no value because there is a secondary model for it. Well, I'm not saying they have no value. I'm just saying empirically. 
they they don't have a specific value. It's not like in the real world where a really nice horse is going to cost you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. But then um, and a bushel of strawberries money. is only going to cost you, you know, I don't know what's a bushel of strawberries go for these like days? Like ten bucks or something. I, I but you could say that about money. Yeah. Money is yeah. just cheaper at the end of the day. But you know, we as a society have put a value on it. It doesn't have a value. It's paper. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think, I well, tell sure, I but think. that's what, that's exactly my point. But, I mean, I mean who's to say virtual strawberries are more, va- are more or less valuable than a virtual horse? Oh, I, Nobody. The, mar- no, the market determines. My that. point was that any ob- known virtual object should be worth $45. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's an, opi- that's an opinion, John. That's exactly. It, it is an opinion based on looking at the entire market of available DLC. I'm just saying, okay, here's what I'm saying. The $45 virtual house in Ultima was a $200. Well, true, but I'm saying the bushel of strawberries is price out of alignment with the rest of the market. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. I so don't want to hear that conversation in front of Congress. <laughs> oh my god. It's not We can't even decide the economic issues that are real. <laughs> I could be worse. They could be accomplishing something. Well, well, since this show isn't just about, you know, we we try to actually do try to offer solutions from time to time. I mean, we're <laughs> I, I, I will say that that Senator Klobuchar from Minnesota has got the Federal Trade Commission at least tangentially involved in this and has requested them to examine the issue and issue a plan for regulation for downloadable content for children. Where that ends up, who knows? And we're going into an election year. The odds are it goes no place. But if this had happened a year and a half ago, I think the game industry would be sweating bullets. Well, what? That every every piece of downloadable content would have to adhere by a, a, a 400-page set of regulations. Yeah, and it would have to be a 400-page set of regulations or more because then you've got to get down into the nitty-gritty of is the magic horse more valuable than the Smurf bear? Or, is it, or, who's, the, or who's the magic horse aimed at, too? What age group, you know? Well, then the whole – I mean, half the people in Congress are going to say all of these are for children. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're doing with – that's what the Supreme Court's looking at now with the whole regulating games. I mean, that's if, if that gets passed, you're going to see – I think, if not the death of the game industry, you're going to see a serious, serious major slump in in all kinds of sales and stuff. I'm just waiting for that shoe to drop, personally. But you know what? They do this stuff, and they're going to kill things just like they kill the comics industry in this country for 50 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. At a minimum, we'll finally put uh, an end to the fiction that 90% of gamers are over 35, you know, because I've never bought into that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the average age of gamers are. I mean, see, the average age of all the gamers I know keeps increasing. <laughs> That's because <laughs> age keeps increasing. Although, I have to say that working with children for a really long time, a lot of them were way more casual about gaming than most of the adults I know. Well, sure. Well, sure, because they grew up with it. I mean, it's just, it's it's like, you know, it's like... Well, I grew up with it, too. But it's, it's not... Um, I don't know, that... It wouldn't surprise me if a significant number of people like on WoW and stuff like that are definitely adults, i.e. over 18. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know about over 35, but... Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a significant number in their 30s who are playing. I mean, I was in my teens when Pac-Man broke. So, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy. But, uh, you know, 35-year-olds, somebody who's 35 now, 
would have been five when Pac-Man and Space Invaders broke. These kids did literally grow up. Well, what's the, uh, what's the solution? Let's, I mean, yeah, obviously we don't think Congress is going to be the solution to anything. So, so what is, what is, they're only dangerous when they're doing it. Yeah, I know. Well, what is, didn't I just say that? <laughs> what is the solution then? I mean, how, how, what is it? Is it don't have DLC on games that are aimed at kids? Is it? I mean, what? What? what who's responsible? Where do you draw that line? Well, I'm just I'm asking you all. I mean, we we. I mean, the Smurfs came out when I was little. What if I'm all up in the Smurfs? What if I think of that as my game? You, then you I, should probably see. <laughs> uh, yes, I would agree. But what I'm saying is, you know, define, you know, which what are the children's games and what are the adults' games and who's playing right. what. I feel confident about making a prediction if Congress or the FTC gets involved, because if they decide it's a regulatable issue, it doesn't take an act of Congress to regulate it. It simply takes a finding by the FTC that it's a regulatable issue. And what they'll do, you know, knock wood, predictions worth what you pay for it, is establish some sort of standard. Does this game aim itself at children under 10? Does it aim itself at 11 to 16 or whatever? Um, and then they'll and you know what the industry will there. do? <laughs> they'll do exactly what the movie industry does. They will try to get the magic rating mm-hmm. that gives them the most possible DLC with the least possible restrictions. Well, what? But the max, the maximum restrictions on DLC will come with, you know, the kids who are very small. Sure. What? You know, and and a regulation may well be games for kids under ten can only have a face price and can't have chargeable, downloadable content. I don't know. Well, you know, there, I mean, there I'm is... Tr- I'm trying to get in the head of federal regulators here, and that's giving me a head. Well, I'm just thinking there is things that can be done. Marie, when you reviewed the LEGO Online game, one of the things you didn't like about it was because there were so many restrictions, you couldn't really talk to other people because they were afraid that, you know, that would let pedophiles talk, and if you changed one brick in your LEGO house, it had to be approved by an administrator. I mean, so there are things right. that you can do to, quote-unquote, protect children. What about with these with the DLC... I mean, it adds an extra step, but what about, you know, when you want to go buy your pair of magic boots, what if it makes you enter your credit card every time or something like that? So then, you know, it's not, you know, you get rid of the automatic process, or at least for the games where, you know, they're aimed at little kids. I mean, it's less convenient. Sure, that would be a very reasonable way to deal with this, is if they had and to that's, enter the that's completely unlikely. Well, no, unless you filled exactly. out a form and said, or, you know, it, it may ask you your preferences, and it says, hey, from now on, I want to keep this credit card on file, and that means that anybody that uses this system or this phone can can buy stuff off this credit card. And then if you say yes, and your stupid little kid buys stuff, then you've you've signed your life away. Too bad. Yeah, that becomes a positive step. Um, you know, maybe it gets down to something, I mean, Well, and actually, I have a question. The the fiction here is that no one under 13 can get on the web. You know, that's what (laughs) age verification. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the fiction. Hilarious. It's it's a regulation. Yeah. Well, those game like those gamer skates are stupid. It's like, when were you born? Well, you know, it's assuming that nobody who's under 13 will realize that if they put a, if they say that they were born in 1763, that the thing will let them through. You know. Yeah, they understand dates just like they understand. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people out there born January 1st, 1901. I like the way that the original Le- Leisure Suit Larry did it, where it asked you questions and you had to answer them correctly, or it thought you were. It would ask you like, "Hey, in 1960, what band was the most popular, or whatever?" And you, if you didn't get it right, it's like you're a little kid, and it wouldn't let you play. So right, yeah. 
What was a Madonna one? <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Here's if, my question. If you can, if you can dance, if you want to, and you can leave your friends behind, what dance are you? <laughs> Jeez. Well. Sorry. Sorry. Old guy. Well, let me. Uh, let me get to. Uh, Actually, I can answer that, Nate. I don't think you're appreciably older than I am, buddy. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, let. I have a birthday in a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw that came up in the Facebook thing. The um, so let me ask you. Let's go to let's go to. Uh, I, I don't think we've resolved the issue, but let me go to a let me go to a, a final question. In, in any case, um, so okay, it's sort of a two parter. Um, and I'm gonna let Shelly go first because she's been too quiet. <laughs> um, so so given you know what's happening now with these news stories, is is that going to actually affect anything? That's that's the first part of the question. Is this just a flash in the pan, or is this a serious issue that people are going to need to address? That's part A. Part B is um, what is the way to to fix this problem to prevent things like you know congressional hearings and things like that, or does the problem not need to be fixed? And Shelly, I I like I. Want warned you you're you're going first so what do you think okay um i think in the uk it it's flash in the pan it's not going to affect anything in the states you seem to have this weird system where everything goes to some weird court or something <laughs> and um, i don't know <laughs> and they lynch people or something i don't know um but we don't have that <laughs> we have the daily mail who sort of like bang drums or bang pans over there and we all sort of like shrug and move on um so yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the States, but I don't think it's going to be a major issue, like going to Parliament and stuff in the UK. Um, as for what was the second question? Oh, um, does does it need to be fixed? And if it does, uh, what what's a fix? OK, um, does it need to be fixed? Um <laughs> I suspect that the industry will take steps itself to sort out some kind of fix for it, whether it's, I don't know, having a, you have to um, get approval and put in a code or something, I don't know. Um, I suspect something will come along um, because we have sort of consumer watchdog type things here as opposed to congress i don't know do you have those uh, I believe so. <laughs> have we have those of, too we have everything <laughs> that are like sort of independent we, bodies that kind of monitor. we have those but they so. tend to be owned by the industry yeah, yeah. exactly oh, right oh no does any, that... anybody really believe that the esrb's rating system is designed to protect the the players it's a different a different topic for another time nate yeah you're going <laughs> off track again nate <laughs> um so yeah i think Something will come up. They might get pressure from a consumer um, uh, body, and um, they'll do something to sort it out. Okay. All right. Good enough. End off. All right. Uh, let's see. Of the two angrier people, I guess we'll let Marie go first. <laughs> Not angry. I know. But actually, part of uh, part of my answer is a question, which is, if Sony responded to your PSP dilemma mm-hmm. and just removed the charge. Sure. What happened when these people called Microsoft or whatever company makes that horrid Smurf game and and asked those charges to be relieved? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they um, – Because I think after, whether after. this ends up somewhere is going to largely depend on how the industry responded to that complaint. Oh, you're damn straight. Mm, that's true. <laughs> at, 
as I have on the first complaint, the $1,400 Smurfberry complaint, they issued both a press release and a refund. Hmm. The press release came out a day a day ahead of time. So they knew they had a, a tiger by the tail here. Hmm. Okay, and and so that, that shows that their PR people know what the hell they're doing. And are their Smurfberries still $45? Pounds, $45? Yes, they are. Okay. Which is only probably, what, 20 pounds, maybe less. <laughs> That's right. It's in, in some in some real currency we'd like to I have. think it's a sixpence and a toppins. I don't know. <laughs> See, he can't even say it right, can he? <laughs> what, I mean, what's a toppins? It's from Mary Poppins. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. It's, on behalf it's of everybody that you keep your English information up to date. <laughs> Yeah. It's how much it costs to buy breadcrumbs to feed the birds. Tell uh-huh. on behalf of the United States, I apologize for John. <laughs> agree with Nate. So, Marie, are you saying that because pe- they, because they're willing to refund their money, it's not really a problem? Yeah, I don't think it is really a problem. And I think a lot of this boils down to, look, if you're going to have complex technology in your pocket or in your house and you're going to give your children access to it, you need to take the time and look at the parental controls and and read through those really, you know, long, boring parts and set them up. Because yeah, which is ultimately exactly what if, the parents if, who've been stung in the wallet are now doing. <laughs> well, exactly. But it shouldn't be, you know, that you have to be clubbed in the head. I mean, parental controls exist for a reason. And, you know, I'm sorry, but if you're going to hand a $300 phone that can connect to the Internet and, you know, call anywhere on the planet and get all this information to a small child, you kind of deserve this. (laughs) And if she got the refund, well, then where's the problem exactly? Yeah, because the little kid got to play with all those Smurf berries for a month and then they were free. (laughs) But I certainly hope that whatever whatever company that is yanked the game off her off her phone. Yeah. It's Capcom, believe it or not. Oh, jeez, wow! I can totally believe that. <laughs> it's 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 not some fly-by-night thing. I mean, it's Capcom. I thought it was a fly-by-night thing. I had no idea it was Capcom. Good grief! Wow. You know, my my outrage would actually be lower if it was just you know a couple guys made a game. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like Breeding Software Development Sri Lanka address yeah. or something, you know, I'd go well. Okay. That was one of John's projects in college. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I don't um, know what the statute of limitations on some of that stuff is. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you keep me around on the legal. <laughs> so, Nate, what do, what do you think then? What's your answer to the final question? I think how this plays in the media and how it goes depends on whether you know. Twenty more parents come forward saying, "Crap, I had thousand dollar bills too." I mean, we again, we all know how the media works. They're out there right now. You know, you've got the very beginning of a story. Mm-hmm. If twenty more parents come forward and say, "Hey, they got a refund," but but and the refund was also labeled a special one time only refund in the press release because they didn't they don't want to build a precedent here. Um, and, you know, if we get 20 more families coming forward making this argument, then this thing can blow up huge, and we will get congressional testimony, and we'll get federal regulation. Gotcha. Okay. Scary stuff. Well, thank now, – Now, hey, there were two parts to that question. Oh, you're right. Yes, go ahead. Part two. The second part is that the, they put a disclaimer in ahead of the uh, – what, what was he called, Marie? Horrid, horrible Smurf game, <laughs> which prob- probably is pretty appropriate for us. Um I thought so. But at the beginning, it's at the beginning saying, 
and it basically, if I understand the story I'm reading here, right? Hey, this game has the possibility to run out more bills. Go ahead and have fun playing. That's not it. That's something you paste on while you're looking for a better solution. Mm-hmm. But something that prompts for each purchase for a game that's aimed at, you know, somebody in single digits, or, you know, who still thinks Justin Bieber is, you know, the absolute pinnacle of, you know, sexiness or something. Um, I can see something like that happening that uh, uh, game developers can throw on fairly standard. And frankly, that would give them the ability to say, no, somebody had to take an active action every time this charge was made. What really gets people going is the fact that it can be run up without a positive act. Mm. You know, as, as if your kids could call certain, up though, and order something. controls don't do that already. At least on oh, the, the console, the, yeah. The game consoles. I don't know. The phones probably aren't specifically set up with as, as no. advanced parental controls because, you know, we just realized that kids can play Smurfs on your phone. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... Yeah, now, I, I only kicked this over to John mm-hmm. as a potential podcast uh, topic uh, over the phone thing. Chella's the one who turned up the Xbox thing. I was unaware of it until I sort of you know, decided to kick the apple cart over on this. Right. The apple cart. Haha. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean I think there's 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 room for a happy medium if with um with you know just saying, okay, uh when you initially enter your credit card information or whatever, you know, you have to say, do you want to have this automatically charged every time or every time or do you want to have to confirm this every time and re enter your information? You know, and that way and, and frankly, I would find that to be a reasonable solution because you're making a step mm-hmm. about your security of your financial data. Yeah, yeah. And you're not, not allowing some large faceless corporation someplace to make assumptions about you. Right. Well, it's interesting. Well, thank you to the panelists today. Uh, if, you'd, if you're listening and you'd like to comment or uh, gift us a, a bushel of Smurf berries, uh, the, <laughs> our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. You can also find us on Facebook where, where we get a lot of our podcast ideas. So you can get straight from the horse's mouth at uh, facebook.com slash gameindustry. And, of course, we are at www.gameindustry.com here every day for your uh, viewing and listening pleasure. <laughs> so thank you uh, to our panelists today. Uh, appreciate you guys showing up today, taking time away from your Smurfberry buying. That's okay. I've been playing DDO. <laughs> it's about, about the same thing in some cases. So uh, yeah, I have to get to. right back to my Smurf. <laughs> They're growing. They need to harvest them quick. <laughs> so, All right. Well, take care, everybody, and we'll see you all next time. Until then, uh, may all your DLCs uh, be refunded. <laughs> Thank you.